everybody, welcome back to Sexplore with Papushka. And today we have a very special guest for the first time in the podcast. Um, Eric, I, I'm going to give you the liberty to introduce yourself. Ebu, tell us something small. <laughs> what do you want me to, to tell you? <laughs> What's that small thing? Eric, like, what do you do? You know, what are you known for? Like, who is Eric? Um, okay, I'm Eric, as you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, that's a, this, this kind of introduction, I don't know how to do it, but I'm Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm open-minded guy. <laughs> okay. And um, a lot, <laughs> and that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, do you? Yeah, I like talking a lot. So, Eric, um, it uh, so happens you're a self-proclaimed relationship expert who has had very successful relationships, and you want to tell us about your tips, right? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to introduce myself in that way. <laughs> like, am I a relationship expert? <laughs> it is you who have said. And it's yes, not, it's I, okay. Uh, so you're not denying or accepting the praise. I'm accepting the praise. Okay, great. So um, I want us to 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 dig right deep into it. And uh, my, my first question is on sex and relationship. How how do you think people should manage to you know sustain a healthy sex life to create durability in a relationship do you think sex life affects a relationship whether it's marriage or dating and how does sex life impact a relationship okay first of all uh it it depends on what uh uh two people want in a relationship you you as an individual what you want in that relationship Mm -hmm. that's very important um when we talk of sex sex is a very you know so many people will run away from me but sex makes uh that relationship to move on Mm -hmm. that's important because many times people have cheated in a relationship when people cheat, they go look for sex. You know, cheating is all about going uh, to have sex somewhere. So that yeah. means sex remains uh, an uh, important pillar in a relationship. So it depends on how you want to do it in that relationship. But when uh, you, you, you're talking about a relationship, how do you want to do it in, uh, in that relationship? There are so many uh, people might... Some people might uh, not want to put sex uh, in front of any a, anything or their relationship, uh, yeah. while others will want uh, sex to make them, to bond them, to put them together. Uh, can you repeat your question? What what? what, uh, what, my, what? My, my question was, how does sex impact the relationship? And what I'm getting from you is, one, it depends with how significant sex is to that specific relationship. And as you've said, there are some couples whose sex is a big, a big part of the relationship. And for some people, there is more to the relationship than sex. So what I've gotten from your answer is, it first of all depends with the couple's 
perception of sex yes. in that relationship mm-hmm. so so my first and, question uh, would be, yes and okay go on go on first you said and <laughs> uh okay for me i'll i'll refer to me for, to me first for me sex is not that uh, big deal in a relationship mhm it just comes by the way you know when um, when there is love <laughs> then sex will will just come in you know you will enjoy you will want to have sex you will have want to enjoy sex you want you know you will do it so for me i put sex is not a priority in any relationship i've ever been in so what is the priority what are like the three top factors that would help create a foundation for your relationships um number one um referring to me or just just you to you to specifically to you specifically to me yeah you want me um just ideally you said sex is not like a big thing in a relationship so my question is what is the big thing what are the big things in a relationship for you what determines this relationship or what factors for you make a good relationship number 1 um i always value like i'm a friend to this person i'm dating mhm so it will keep me there knowing that I, i'll value that person as a friend not as a person i'm dating to enjoy sex with you know mm-hmm. uh number 2 um it's all about uh, we understand each other what the other party or what i love in that relationship maybe the other party doesn't like sex you know yeah mm-hmm. and uh, for me i Sex. so yeah. we we create that environment whereby we we balance everything like you love sex i don't love sex so what can we do to move on in this relationship without each each one of us demand, having so many demands when it comes to to sex so we yeah. need to understand each other on the basis that you love sex i don't love sex so what can we do that that brings me brings me to a, a situation whereby i will we will only have sex when we we both of us agree like we having sex or if we not having uh, having that discussion or when we should have sex or what uh, how do, should we do to satisfy each other when it comes to sex sometimes it just it just happens like we are here and then we you are talking and then, then it, it happens we have had sex and that is it so what i'm getting um, from you is that for couples couples that have different sexual energies one one sex more than the other it it all boils down to you know meeting having a meeting ground like if if i'm i'm, I'm horny most of the time and i want sex probably daily and you don't fancy sex as my partner you don't you know you, it's not a big deal it's upon yeah. us to discuss what works for both of us you know when should we have it and and you know how should we have it like should we talk about it first 
is it should it just be spontaneous should we have a schedule so it's more or less like you meeting with your partner in common grounds whenever you have disagreements yes like like for instance my current relationship yeah i hope uh, mm. i know you know something about it yes i um, do my other partner is not so much uh into sex because they are in that uh transition period like getting used to what uh, i'm used to i hope you get yeah. that statement i definitely do oh, yes i'm actually trying much to go uh according to the pace the the the, the pace of my partner i don't want to to, to take things fast very fast for my partner i just try to make it like my partner is comfortable with what what we are doing how do you get that yes i think one of the greatest questions that comes with this is how patient should one be because you find especially for men who are with partners who are not comfortable around sex and don't want sex as often or don't even want sex at all and they tend to be patient with them until they're no longer patient because sometimes you'll be like okay let me give them a month or two months or three months six months down the line they're still not giving into sex and um sometimes a person excuse me a person may be just tired of waiting waiting for them to come along so are there some te- techniques that should help your partner to be you know more receptive of frequent sex because sometimes you can be patient forever you can be patient even for a year or two i have seen relationships where the man waits for even two years and they're like you know what eh my partner has never given in in two years you've never had sex or in two years you've only had sex twice so how patient should one be you know patience uh, when we talk of patience love comes in you see maybe this person uh, you approach this person it is you this other partner who is not so much into sex and you want to introduce uh, the, the, the that partner to uh, another life you know yeah yeah that thing grows uh, gradually and it is you to mentor it to grow into the other party so that you don't feel like you're giving up and yeah. in that situation uh in the first uh in the first two months i really struggled i can tell you i really struggled where you try to make things happen and it's not working you know you try to be romantic the other person doesn't feel like you know the other person is not even you know i don't know they are just there you know that that i'd like to pose you there not i'd like to pose you there eric hmm? so you're bring a very solid point sometimes you might even have sex frequently but you're just feeling that your partner is not feeling it and you know they are not feeling it like you 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 know how you know you know someone is enjoying something sometimes you're having even yeah. frequent sex but they're not enjoying and they keep on lying i'm okay it's fine but you're not feeling the energy and the vibe that's what you're trying to describe right yes like uh, like my situation was the person loved me and uh the person doesn't want to give into fully into what i want from from, from, from them from them you know so yeah. actually i struggled as i've said i struggled for the first uh the first 
three, one month, one, two, three months. I really struggled. But I tried to make this person understand me. I tried to make this person love me. And actually, you can't compare, um, you can't compare, as, as per now, you can't compare the way the other, the first two, three months. The person has really improved. At least uh, the person is feeling me, has feelings for me. I can do things that we didn't, you know, we didn't expect that can happen. Like, for instance, it reached a time, the, the first three months, the other person could not even get naked. I could, I, we could only have sex during uh, when there is darkness. I hope you get that. Because I totally other, not comfortable being seeing you naked around yeah, them. Not comfortable being uh, naked and you know going even to bathroom, um, taking showers together. It was hard. Um, even sleeping with the a boxer, not even even uh, anything like a boxer. You know. Yeah, it was a challenge. It was a challenge. So. Now, all the time he was in short. I'll just I'll say it the way it is. He was in short struggle. But as we speak, things are different. We can have shit around, we can do anything. We can do anything. So my point is it is the way you mentor or you train that person to be, to accept you, to accept your character. To accept your feelings, to accept your attitude. That is it. it is okay. You. So you're bringing me into a different conversation, and this conversation is about bisexual people. And there has been a lot of stigma around bisexual people. One of them is they're toxic. Another stereotype is they don't know what they want and, and all that. So have you ever been in a relationship with a bisexual person? And, and um, what do you think about this stereotype? The first stereotype is they never know what they want. They're always here and there and they're not sure. Some people say they're toxic because one day they're with you, the next day they're another partner and they're just jumpy. So first of all, what, what are your thoughts on bisexual people? You know, uh, bisexual people, as you said, that the, the, this kind of people who don't know what they want in life when it comes to uh, um, relationships, how do I put it? Their sexuality, you know, it is neither here or there. They're just there. They don't know what they want. They're confused. Mm -hmm. Because, first of all, you know, when you, you approach this person and the person accepts you, says it's okay. Number one, he she knows that um, they, they, they are not into these things, but yeah. they have accepted you. They say it's okay, we can have these things. But after yeah. accepting, uh, giving in, they start having, you know, they're not doing the, the right thing. You've been, for, for instance, I've been there doing this thing, and then they come in, they start stressing you up, you know, they don't want to do what you really want. They don't even um, satisfy your feelings <laughs> for them. Most of the times we do have some, some a, a lot of when it comes yeah. to getting someone who is uh, bisexual, you feel this is something new, it's not normal, it's not, you know, and then at the times you are disappointed. You are disappointed. 
But as I've said, it is the way you train them to be. And it also goes with the, uh, whether they, 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 they've gotten the right person. If they've gotten the right person, they are not toxic, as you say. They, you know, there is uh, that thing whereby even a straight person can love, can love another straight person of the yeah. same sex. They mm-hmm. might not be doing, you know, having that thing in their mind, oh, we are straight, so they don't do anything. But there's this uh, straight person there's this uh, somebody who is bisexual, and uh, I think for them being toxic is only that they land into or they, they find wrong people. Yeah, they find, that's why they feel they don't want these things. But when they get the right person, that thing clicks out. They they can do anything. They can do, they treat them well. They they cooperate well. But when they get the wrong person, that's a struggle. That's a struggle. Um, I think it also, something that is coming out from this conversation is at times patience is really important because sometimes you find, for example, as a gay man, someone may get a bisexual man who is more into girls, but is just curious or trying things out with men. But then they come to this relationship with expectations that this bisexual man will offer probably more than they want to. Probably the bisexual man is not into penetrative sex. They just like the idea of being with a man and not the physical aspect of being with a man. And I would reverse this as well to a straight person, a straight man um, dating a bisexual girl who is more into girls. They may have expectations about what they want from this woman, but she may just not be able to offer that because she's She's probably not well endowed into the straight culture. She's more into the lesbian culture. So I yeah. think it also comes down to patience and expectation. Sometimes you want the bisexual partners to do more than they can offer. And when we are engaging with bisexual people, it's important to find out where are they now sexually? What are they comfortable doing? What are they not comfortable doing? What are they working towards doing? So that when you're walking into this relationship with a bisexual person, your expectations are limited to what they can actually offer. Having, being in a relationship with a bisexual, number yes. one thing you should never do, don't own them. Give yeah. them their space to do what they want. Mm-hmm. Only you can, you know, the moment you try owning them, they feel they feel insecure because one thing you have to understand they love girls they will love the they will love uh, the, the other side you know yeah uh, they always value the other side no matter what yeah true Rick. so uh, yeah i get your point yeah, yes whether whether they are in penetrative sex whether they are not they are not into it they will always value the other side so when you try to own them they feel you don't respect them so it is a it is it is upon you to sit down you know this guy is a, is a bisexual or this girl is bisexual bisexual you sit down discuss understand you know understand each other know what this person likes know what this person doesn't like he she can do know what he she can't do so when you try owning them, like 
trying to pull them to, to be what you want them to be. Like, you know, I should get your time. You should do this for me. You, you know, and you think, uh, having a lot of expectations in, into that relationship, it won't work out. It, you, you will break up the following day. It won't last. Just give them the space. When they get the time for you, then that is your time. You and them. That, that's all. But don't yes, try I... to put if you are telling them, oh, you, I don't want to see you with the girls, I don't want to see you with the boys, I don't want to see you with who, you know, they'll get of this thing. Even if you want to pull them uh, to come the other side, like to give more attention to the other side, you should do it gradually. Give them, you know, show them that this side, show them things that can make them value the other side. But not forcing them to the other side by giving them conditions, telling them, like I have a friend who was a, who got this, this guy, they, they, they were in a club then, he told this guy, oh, I love you, and the guy gave him. So accepted, the guy accepted, and then after, they started dating. Yes. This guy had, had uh, his girlfriend somewhere. Now, yeah. This friend of mine tried to tell this guy, see what? I want you to leave your girlfriend. I don't want to see you with your girlfriend. You know, it's not good. You know, you are wasting your time. How do you feel being, you know? And this guy felt offended. Like, how can you tell me, leave my girlfriend? You said, I've been with this girl, girl for so many years. Now you're coming in. You want me to leave this guy and become, become gay and what, you know? So there was such misunderstanding and everything went down. Okay, I'd like to pause you there, Eric. Mm. So I want to react on two things. I think, first of all, it's always fair that we also acknowledge that there are bisexual people who actually know what they want. Sometimes we are stuck on this stereotype of bisexual behavior, but there are those who know what they want, and there are those who are very committed. If they're in a straight relationship, they will stick to it until the end. If they're in a queer relationship, they'll stick to it through the end. It's just that sometimes there's this fear of bisexuals because of the stereotype that exists that they don't know what they want. Some actually do know what they want. Some know their limits. But I'm having a problem with um, sometimes bisexual people commit, then they have second thoughts and withdraw, but fail to communicate. I think it's only fair that if someone is bisexual and they're mm. more into, let's say a bisexual man, for example, they're more into ladies, but they commit yeah. to this guy. And after having sex, probably or two or three days, they, they, they lose interest. Instead of communicating, most of them decide to just go mute and withdraw and go back to their straight ways. So I think for all bisexual people listening, sometimes it's important to just be open with your emotions and open with what's on your mind. You're like, you know what? Um, I was just trying this queer shit out and um, I don't think it's for me. I'm, I'm, I was not comfortable after our experiences and I just want to like take some time off. The challenge is most of them actually just withdraw and disappear, vanish out of the blues. Then the next time they're horny, they will look for this uh, queer partner. They're like, hey, are you around? You know, want some action? What do you think about that? It's actually a constant behavior. We, we will not avoid talking about that. <laughs> As I've told you, you know, this thing is all about feeling. You know, yeah. you have for something, you know. And um, I told you, when you land into 
uh, you know, wrong hand or you they, they get a wrong person. That's how they will behave. They sit down and realize, oh, you know, I've done uh, something wrong. The way you've treated them after you've done that thing, you've had, uh, you've had a thing with them, the way you treat them is what will matter whether they'll have to continue with, with what you did or they'll have to withdraw. And you're defending them, but sometimes you're treating them right. It's they who are not treating you right. They're treating you like a piece of sex. Like, and it so happens often, I've had you know, conversations with people whereby these bisexual people just come in and out when they want. You know, It's like a lodging. They treat this person like a lodging. Like when I'm horny, I'll just come have sex, go disappear for some days with my wife. And you know, when I need uh, some queer sex, I would come again and just, you know. So there's that as well. Sometimes you're treating them right, but they don't value you and treat you with respect. Now, on the same note, I also have to add that there's also the aspect of religion and bisexuality. And when I bring the aspect of religion and bisexuality, there are people who feel guilty after trying the other side. A straight man, for example, who has tried some queer experiences, has tried sex with a man, then it hits them that they're religious, it hits them they're a pastor, it hits them they're a Christian, then they rebuke this, they start preaching to you after sex, like, this is wrong, oh, God will punish you, oh, this is very... And then they disappear. Again, when they're horny, they forget about this religion and this Bible <laughs> and come back again. It's also something that, especially in the church, you will not fail to talk about that. There are bisexual people in the church or queer people in the church who experiment with full-blown queer men or queer women, but after the sex, the religion takes over and they disappear. What's your thoughts on this? I think they just don't want to commit themselves to the other side. Okay. It is all about commitment. You know, they fear it is, or I can say they, they are just being cautious. They don't want, like, if we go, I do this thing frequently, I'll, you know, I get, I'll get into it so much, you know. Let me pause like, you there. Let me pause you there, Eric. You talked about commitment. This God, this Bible, this religion only comes after they've come. Trust you me, before they'll be so romantic, they'll be like, oh, let's do this, oh, let's go out, let's do this. After the sex, now that, that's when God takes over. That's when the Bible takes over and they start t t telling you about revelations and all this. So in as much as there's commitment, why does religion come after coming? Is it ejaculation clarity? Once they've ejaculated is when they're like, oh my God, this is, this is the devil. Ushindwe, pepombaya. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how to how to to explain that. It has yeah. happened even to me. Like yeah. something somebody then the that person is like, oh no, I'm not going to do this thing anymore. And after some time, they even block you. They will even <laughs> block you. you. And then after some time, <laughs> yeah? Hello. Yes, I'm getting you. I'm saying true, very true. They can even block and they cancel and vanish. You know, and then after some time they come back. When you ask them what happened, you know, maybe we should we should try and do research on this. Like ask them what do you really, you know, what happened? That's something true. that I, in fact I had I had somebody like two weeks ago who yeah we had a thing. And then yeah. the person 
I remember the person had blocked me. Then this year, like three weeks ago, the person comes, hello, where are you? You know, I miss you. And I'm like, hey, I moved on. That's I moved it. On. Okay. <laughs> Like, you know, this person has you miss this happy you then the person disappears like that. After some time, the person comes back, you know, I miss you, where are you? You know, it has ever happened to me so many times. Maybe we can do some research on that. Is he guilty or something? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think that that's some research that needs to be done but this would be my advice for anybody out there in this situation with a bisexual person who goes on and off i think it's also important for you to take power within your hands and know what you want with this person because sometimes we as human beings entertain this behavior you have sex with them they block you they will come back to you you will allow them back you're empowering and enabling this behavior. So at, at times I think it's important when somebody does know what they want and they're on and off, Yeah. take the power of your hands and tell them, you know what, me, I'm not, I'm not in and off. You decide what you want. If you want casual sex, say you want casual sex and we'll strictly be having casual sex. I don't want this lovey-dovey stuff and then you go and disappear and come back when you're horny. It's important for people to take also power into their hands for people who are full-blown. If you're a full-blown straight or a full-blown queer person, and you have this bisexual who is on and off, it's up to you to either enable that toxic trait of disappearing and appearing or <laughs> you know, deconstruct it and just send them away. You figure out what you want, come back when you want to be permanently around. But but let me let me try and uh, I've just thought of something. Yes. Maybe there's uh, aspect of being uh, in denial. I think they're in denial. That I think mm -hmm. that should be the answer for that. They're in denial. They don't want to accept that they've done that thing. They don't want to accept they they are done. So they try to they're in de denial. They try to when they disappear, they try to disappear to, to make things look like they didn't do that thing. Now you've reminded me of another aspect as well, and there have been situations whereby somebody lies to you that they're bisexual and they're not comfortable having penetrative sex, and this is their first time, and they're discreet and they don't even know other people. Then one time when you're talking with your friends, your friends know them and have had sex with them, penetrative sex that they were not offering you. So in your mind, you know this is a bisexual, they're just trying being queer for a while and all that. But when you do your research further, you find out they're a full-blown queer person. They've been having sex with other people. They've just not been having it with you. And ideally, that happens. Yeah, with you, they're like, oh, I've never done this before. Oh, I'm still a virgin. Oh, I'm not ready. But when you go out there, you hear stories and you're like, oh, my God, that actually happened. Do you Have you ever had experiences of this? And do you think that actually happens? You know, it's, uh, such people, they... I, I believe they are just there maybe to to please you, to yeah, to to. I don't know how to put it. They want to to make you feel they are clean. You know, mm -hmm. they just want to make you feel they are clean so that they can find their way out. Like they can get what they want. If they tell you, like for instance, if I tell somebody. I know, I know Alando, I know Isaac, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, 
I, I, I was telling you about D in, in our chat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I talk about about you. They want to meet with each other. That tea with them. How do you yeah, know this yeah. guy? So you start discussing. Me. So the only way for them to have having you know, discussing other people, telling, talking about other people, they will come and like. Oh, it is. Um, it is only you know. I get your point. So this is like a defense mechanism to avoid their stories being aired. So they lie to you, I'm discreet, I don't even know people, me, I'm not comfortable around people, yet we both know probably they are friends or they've fucked around other people as well. It's just a defense mechanism to avoid you talking about your experiences with them to other people. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll say anything. We've seen so many people... Maybe even you, you yourself, you're so oh, you know, I don't do this. You know, you don't you want to sanitize yourself first. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna comment on that, but yeah, sometimes we sanitize ourselves falsely. You're like, oh, I'm clean, I've never I've never had an I've never true. But now we've talked about you know, bisexual people. At the end of the, the day, you know, this thing is all about lying. You lie to each other so it's, much. It's the lying not, game. It's a lying game you move on but i will i will advise anyone like yeah you know when somebody lies to you uh that's a one-day thing it's not you, you cannot be in a relationship relationship with that person if somebody lies to you never let that person even a single a single lie you should not even be in a relationship with that person you know because yeah like how, how long for how long will you be lying in that relationship unless when somebody likes you, it is just a one-day thing and it's over. That is it. Yes, and I think it's also essential when you're talking about lying for us to talk about red flags. And as a human being, it's important to know what are your red flags. Sometimes there are even red walls or a red sky, but we are blind. Mm-hmm. We are not seeing these streets. We are very blind. It's before our eyes that this is not going to work you and this person's relationship are not going to work. There are things you don't like about them, but you're turning a blind eye to them. So it's essential for us as human beings to have our red flags. What can't I tolerate? If I can't tolerate cheating, I can't tolerate lying, I can't tolerate people who ask for money, it's important for me to understand what I can't tolerate. Because sometimes we see these red flags all over, but we, we are blind. Bartolomeo, blind Bartolomeo, we don't see until it gets toxic and affects us, that's when you're like, oh my God, I saw this coming. You find out they were married or they have a baby mama or they, you know, they're engaged or some other thing. So red, red flags are important to identify. You know, there, there, there are three, can I put them into the three categories of a relationship? Yeah. We have these, first of all, we have short term. I'll explain yeah. that. Then we have long term. And then we have this a situation ship. Yeah. Let me start with the situation ship. A situation ship is whereby we just meet and uh, we start talking, we become friends, and then we end up like we're falling in love, we start calling each other, babe, you know. And uh, that, that, that feeling is uh, generated. And um, a short-term relationship is whereby you two uh, will agree on some some few things. You don't you don't open up to each other. 
you just start dating. You date and then you meet, you love each other, and then you start dating. And then we have this long term whereby each, each one of you will open up to each other and you know, let each other know what I what what you I I I I like what I don't like what you know what I like doing you will understand each other. That's a a long term long term long term thing because in a relationship you can't lie each and every day. Like I'm in Nairobi, I'm in in Mombasa, I'm in Kitumu. I'm you know you will you will not lie, but that when somebody tells you the truth, that's a long a long term thing. When somebody lies to you. So in a relationship, the truth, you know, there's no relationship there. But like, talk about lies. We like lying. Without lying, there's no relationship. <laughs> Some truths are better off unsaid. Like we don't talk about it. We just lie and we cover it up. And life moves on. Yeah. Hey, you lie so much, you know, because at the end of the day. We, most of us don't like being told the truth. You know, you tell me the truth like, hey, I cheated. And then you're like, so you cheated on me. I can't stand this when the relationship goes down. So I'll just lie. Okay. So Eric, we've talked about relationships with bisexual people. Now I want us to discuss relationships with people who don't know themselves. There are people who don't know if they are straight, they are bi, they are pansexual, they are gay. Some people are just figuring themselves out. They have not established that yet. And a lot of dynamics comes with this because if someone is uncertain even about their sexuality, how do you handle such people in a relationship? You know, that's, that's, a, that's a, bit, a bit tricky because somebody... I'll I'll give a, a, a myself as an example. Yeah. I once had this person who knew that um, I'm not straight, no. Yeah. And um, the person was straight, and he loved me so much. Mm-hmm. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. He loved me I so am. much, such that, like all the time, he could call. He could call me babe. Darling, we could sleep and then we cuddle, we do shit. But he's not. In fact, the, the, such people are very are, are very possessive. They they find you and they want to be uh, possessive in a way that they don't give you space to even mingle with other people or hang around with other people. They they're jealous. I've been mm-hmm. in such a situation. So I had this person. Who loved me and he was straight. So this day we go out, we go somewhere into we went to I invited him, I tagged him along to a certain bash in in this town, this city. And then we are there. So everyone of each one of us they, they were doing their thing here and there, kissing, touching each other, blah blah. And then there's this other person who started kissing me and this this guy straight guy when you look at me and I saw it mm-hmm. and he got mad he got mad he came akavuta the other guy stop doing that no 
he took me like I didn't understand the first one and as we speak he is a member now that's how mm-hmm. he got in out of that jealous like he could see people calling me them he could see people touching me he could see me and that's how he got but that is the person who didn't know what he wanted in life he could you could uh, he could call you babe now tomorrow you you, you try texting him and call him babe and then he's mad tomorrow he says sorry i was just in you know they don't understand themselves such kind of people they are i'll still say they are in denial they don't know what they want they they have feelings for this thing but they are in denial they don't want to accept kwamba the you know they are feeling the other side they just don't want to accept that's a very good point you brought eric and it's very common where somebody doesn't know what they want but you know what you want but they want to own you but they don't want to commit to you so they still identify as straight yeah. but they claim to like you they claim to want you but they can't kiss you why because they are straight they can't have sex with you why because they are straight however when you are living your life with other people they get jealous and they are entitled that you should commit to them but they are not committing to you maybe they are married maybe they have a straight partner as well but they want to own you without committing to you and that's what you're bringing about so for them you can't kiss them you can't touch them because they are straight however for you when you meet other people who are ready to do these things with you they get jealous yes they get jealous about it they own you in fact they, they, you can they they are those who will even don't you know they will get mad when you they see with other people like they, yeah. they don't want to walk somebody they don't want when they hear like oh my friend visited me i'm i'm spending a night with my friend they get mad who is that you know they feel you are cheating on them and yet you are not dating them very very true very very true very very true so how do you handle such people who don't know what they want but they want to own you but they want to commit with you what would be your advice for somebody in that situation with a straight nigger quote unquote or a straight uh, woman you know one thing already they i always explain to them like tell them see i'm this and uh, you know you can't get you can't keep me um you know i don't know guessing or how do i put it like i get your point like me i'm this i have just kept you parking like yeah. you know sometimes yeah. we just that person keeps you there you waiting on them maybe one day it will click out to some extent we do we, we do love them like i love the guy i was expecting like maybe one day you know this thing can happen between me and the other person but each day every day we wake up every day we meet every day we are together nothing is is happening there's no progress we are just there we are stuck there you know yeah i i i i i just I, i'll i'll get i'll get um, open to them i'll open to them and tell them see you know i have my own life i have to move on with my own life you either choose eh, where you want to be or you mm-hmm. 
go away. You live my life. I live my life. I have my own life. They cannot uh, uh, put you in that captivity. You know? You become... Yes, captivity is what to use. They've kept you parking. Uh, they've turned off the engine. They're working with the keys. If they don't yes. want to ride you, let them give you back the key and let the car be independent. Yeah, they leave me alone. And so, sometimes you find that people are, are, are friends and you've been friends for a very long time. And sometimes you're jeopardizing your friendship to create a, a situation ship that may not work. So it's good to have this conversation. Are we going back to being friends? Let's leave this, I love you, shenanigan, and you know I want you, shenanigan. Let's go back to being friends if you're not ready to engage and commit. But don't keep me at bay waiting for you to figure out when you are ready to you know, commit. Even in fact, I, I I've had such uh, I've been in such situations. Even now, I have somebody who gets who is always jealous when he sees me with somebody. He's like, who is that? What is his name? Where does he come from? You know, is he, is he gay? Is he not gay? You know, mm-hmm. doing anything? You're not doing anything. So when I started dating. Yeah, I told them I'm dating this, I'm dating somebody, I'm seeing somebody. Then he was like, Oh, you know, I hope now you're enjoying. No, he was, he got mad. The person got mad. So I don't know what the problem. Maybe they want, they don't want you, they don't want you to do what you love as they are expense or they just want to enjoy you know they just like enjoying uh, your company that is it yes i think sometimes proceed you get you get into another person you won't give them more time and they don't want to maintain that friendship that you have but they don't want to give in to going beyond that uh, you're doing something Yes, I also think sometimes it's all about attention. Some of these people who don't know what they want enjoy the attention you give them. They are not willing to commit into a relationship or commit to sex because they say they are straight, but they just enjoy the attention that you're giving them because they know that you desire them. But they fear that when you commit to another person, you you will lose to give them the attention that you are. Some people know really well they are straight, but they'll still entertain queer men hitting on them and queer men or queer people rather, like giving them vibes. They know they're straight and they know they don't want to commit, but they're enjoying the attention. And they'll get jealous once this person moves on because they've noticed that you're not into it. So sometimes it comes down to people just wanting being the center of attention and the center of desire, yet they know very well they don't want to commit themselves into this situationship, physically, sexually, or emotionally. But they enjoy yeah. the, the attention. They just want to keep you there. The attention you know? you give. Yeah. They, they just enjoy the, the attention you give them, the the company you give them that is still if somebody else comes in then you know you're not going to give them attention you're going to run away from them there will be nothing in your life yes and i think it's important to have powers in our hands as a straight man who 
is falling in love with someone who doesn't know what they want sexually or as a queer man who is falling in love with someone who are not sure about themselves it's important to have power in your own hands i'm not pro waiting honestly speaking i'm not pro waiting because you can wait forever i am pro communicating what you feel and allowing them to communicate what they feel and discussing what you want going forward sometimes we are afraid of communicating because we are afraid if we tell them that we feel this way about them they will get mad and leave sometimes there is actually sexual tension with yes hey these discussions with people if you like them tell them if they like you let them tell you and let you discuss what you want going forward as opposed to just playing with the idea of being in a relationship without having this conversation and uh, let me tell you something there are so many uh, i've seen somewhere whereby uh we had such a case and then this guy wanted like me i, I want to get somebody and that you know because this thing is not there's no progress here so i need to get somewhere where things are working it made it forced this person to give in state more some of them they yes. give in when they say that you want to to move on with your life yeah true true they they when they see like hey i'm going to lose they they say oh let let us just do it but let it be, be between me and you so sometimes it's good communication you will wait 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 and they will never say anything they will never react they will never you need to trigger that thing in them tell them hey i want to move on i want to do my the moment you find someone else that's when um that's when they they are now interested apparently mm. that's when they get interested Okay so Eric we are hitting the one hour mark which is the end of our podcast so I want to hear your your takeaway and your your, your parting shots to these conversations we've talked about bisexual men people don't sorry bisexual people and people don't know what they want and handling relationships with these people what would be your parting shot in all this conversation that we've had tonight Okay I would I would just say um the the whole thing is uh you you need to communicate communication is important in the in this whole thing unless you yeah. communicate you will not understand the other person and the other person will understand you number two, you go for what you want if you don't want this thing then leave it another person will take it don't don't force yourself into a situation whereby you 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 get hurt you get confused you get disturbed and then you just there because you know you have to be there um about uh we're talking about being an bisexual yes a, a bisexual now you know i understand so many people don't like uh being in a relationship uh, with a bisexual so many people they don't want yeah. reason yeah. is they fear they, uh they won't get uh, time they won't enjoy they won't um uh, they won't have uh, a smooth relationship because they are there but i will i will say that 
if you want to, to be in a relationship with a, a bisexual, just try yeah. to sit down and uh, uh, discuss on how your relationship will be. Have a, a plan for your relationship because you, there, there, is a, there is conflict of interest. The other person uh, loves other things, the other side. You, you, love, you love this person who loves the, uh, the other side more. So you need at least talk, have a plan, and bring everything on a, a level ground whereby each one of you can enjoy. Of course, I've been there. I can say I've enjoyed all my, I've been into, in, into three, two relationships with bisexual. Uh, yeah. I've enjoyed it because I understood them. Uh, I didn't give them so much pressure um, where they liked more. I just tried to make them feel I'm okay with it. Although it hurts, it, it is disturbing, you know, Sometimes when you want to have time with them, they want they also want to have time with their girlfriends and other people there. But it is the way you, you will take them. Understand them, know what they like, know what they don't like. It will be smooth for you. Very, 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 very well said. Very well said. And I want to reiterate something that you said. Um, sometimes we know it will end in premium tiers. But you're still there and you know this is not going to work. It's going to end in premier tears. You're going to be confused. You're going to be disturbed. You're still simping. The earlier you leave, the better. And it's important for you to go where you're loved and where you're appreciated. As human beings, we have a tendency of leaving people who want us. Excuse me. Rejecting people who love, care and want us. But we are running towards people who don't give a shit about us. People who are not sure what they want. Because of the idea of them, and there's this person right beside you who likes you, who wants you, and who is ready for you. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. But again, let me yeah. tell you something. Never, never, there, is, there are people who are in toxic relationships, yes, yeah. but they are happy that way. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, there's that thing they love in that relationship. Apart from being abused, apart from being, you know, disappointed, that, yeah. you know, everything that happens in that relationship, they love it the way it is. They can come to you, cry, and say, you know, I'm going through this and this, but they will never leave that place. One thing you should understand, never, never ever advise somebody to walk out of a relationship, no matter how hard you see how bad you see the situation they are in. Mm -hmm. Never advise somebody to get a, to walk out of relationship. Oh, oh, this person doesn't treat you well. These people, you will be disappointed. Yeah, I think the best part, the best thing to do is to highlight your concerns with them. Like, I don't think this person respects you. I don't think this person does this to you. Whatever they do is up to them. I have been with friends who are in extremely toxic relationships. They complain about their partners all the time. You know their partners are toxic to them. They've left each other their back. And you're like, you know what? I don't want disappointments. You don't talk to me about this person because you've been leaving each other for 10 years. 
So I agree with you. Sometimes these people enjoy the toxicity. Sometimes they enjoy not being cared for. They enjoy the confused person. They enjoy the confused partner. So very, very true. It's just tell them what you think and if the decision is theirs, whatever they want to do. Otherwise, yeah. you'll be disappointed as you're saying. I've been in a situation whereby somebody comes to you, cries, you tell them, see, you know, I, I can see you're really suffering. Just walk out, walk out. Then, this is the fifth anniversary. I was the one... <laughs> I, I was there advising them, walk out. So advising this friend of mine, walk out, walk yeah. out now. They're still together. So I decided I will never, I will never advise anyone to walk out of a relationship. Or when you come to me and tell me, hey, I'm going through this, I'll tell you, it is you. It is your own, it is it is you in that situation. Now decide what to do. Not, you know what's not good for you. Choose, not, not me to choose for you not me to decide for you, just do it the way you want. Because, you know, at the end of the day, they might blame you. It is you who told, who told me this. It is you who made me to do this. No. Just leave them. Tell them, see, you told me what, what you're going through. Now, choose what is good for you. Period. Thank you. So, Eric, unfortunately, our time is up. Um, thank you very much for having these bold and candid conversations about the very important things you've talked about. And um, I'm expecting to have you back because I know we'll have a lot of feedback from this conversation. It's a very sensitive conversation. And I would like to have this conversation with you and you have bisexuals in the house to defend themselves, you know, so that we get their perspective as well. We have gotten a different perspective. We'll also need to know what they think. They, there's something that we didn't answer on when, why they're confused, why they're in denial. So we have 10 seconds left. I don't know if you want to give anyone your handles, if anyone is interested and they want to slide in. <laughs> I'll give them next time, but next time I want us to discuss when to walk out. Oh, beautiful, beautiful topic. When to walk out. Yes, yes, we shall do that. Yeah. Thank you very much, Eric. Have a lovely night. You too. It was nice having you. It was nice, nice you. having you on your, on your podcast. I'm grateful. I'll, I'll be sending you the feedback because I know we'll have hot, steamy feedback. Okay, I'm waiting. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. That's all we had today. Till next time, that was Papushka and Eric. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.